Hi everyone, welcome back to my podcast. Today, uh, the the name of the podcast is uh, Ghostly Residents of Old Cape Cod, and we're glad to have you here. Uh, Today's podcast is about the Colonial House Inn, and this time, I know we did one last week, but this time we're taking it from Mark Jasper's book, Haunted Cape Cod in the Islands, and was published in 2002. So remember that because um, a lot has happened, a lot of changes since 2002. The title of our podcast today is The Ghostly Guest Book. And I'll start it uh, quoting directly from Mark's book. Uh, a A lovely home home. A lovely home was constructed by the Josiah Ryder family back in the 1730s on Old Kings Highway in Yarmouthport. And from those of you who don't know what that is, that's Route 6A. The original structure was a two-story, federal-style, hip-roof building. The house was eventually purchased by Captain Joseph Eldridge and became known as the Eldridge House for the next century. In the 1820s, another house was floated over from Nantucket and placed on a foundation at the rear of the building. My notes, here we go again. That statement was also in the other rendition. If I remember inaccurately. (laughs) There was another house that was constructed in Situate or Hingham, I'm not sure which, and floated across the bay and set up in Falmouth, I believe it was in Falmouth. At least that is within reason. Um, I, I think that might have been the Nimrod. But Nantucket is a bit far fetched. I do understand that the owners of this house were sea captains so nothing is impossible for them. 30 miles of ocean is just a short trip. Okay, my comments. Now back to the story. In the 1800s, Dr. Azariah Eldridge took ownership of the house. He moved that Nantucket house and added it to the main structure. My notes again. At this point, the house was a separate building. I believe he attached it to the existing original structure like we do, uh, like putting on an addition. Also, back to Mark's story, uh, Dr. Eldridge also added the third floor with its mansard roof and Doric portico that gives it such a distinct Victorian look. Now, the Doric portico is the widow's walk, or what we know as the widow's walk. By 1979, the mansion had been abandoned and was sorely in need of repair. The house had no electricity, no plumbing, and no heat. The windows were boarded up, and the ceilings were collapsing due to extensive water damage. The building was literally a wreck. After two years of renovations, Malcolm Perna, P-E-R-N-A, had successfully transformed this once private summer residence into a thriving dining establishment, now known as the renowned Colonial House Inn. 
1988, it was placed on the National Register of Historic Places. Now, the main building boasts three dining rooms, the Oak Room, the Colonial Room, and a glass-enclosed veranda known as the Common. The comfortable lounge with a well-stocked bar is a cozy place where patrons can sip cocktails by the glow of a warm fire on a raw winter night. Guest rooms in the main house as well as the carriage house are clean and comfortable with period period antique furnishings and the inn also features a pretty garden surrounded by a lush sprawling lawn one where wedding vows are often heard (laughs) followed by kissing and applause according to mac these spiritual unions are the only spiritual activities at the inn if i should ever see a ghost around here i would either put a hammer in his hand or give him a bill for staying here said mac a bit of a skeptic Mac has never personally experienced any type of paranormal activity for as long as he has owned the inn. However, just because Mac hasn't witnessed any unusual happenings does not mean the inn is void of ghostly energy. These ghostly inhabitants may be keeping their distance from Mac, but not from his guests. Now, Mac keeps a record of his guests' haunted experiences, what would be described as a ghostly guest book, if you will. But he is quick to point out that he does not encourage this sort of thing. He feels that if he makes a statement about what happens in a given room in a given time of year, then it could stay embedded in someone's subconscious, causing them to imagine something something instead of a guest instead if a guest happens to ask matt he will relate the specific incidences but never the room in which they have occurred that way he knows the the experiences are as credible as possible so that being said the stories mac has collected for over 20 years have shown a remarkable sameness I'm sorry I can't tell you what rooms are the most active because Mac won't tell me either. I can relate some of the tales, however. Mac says there is one room where people have frequently reported hearing a baby cry or children yelling. Years ago, when the mansion was in its heyday, that very room was occupied by a child who tragically died of a disease. The door has the child's name on it, but since all the guest rooms are named after a former resident, this really isn't much of a clue. In another room, Mac consistently hears about a family rocker that seems to move across the room by itself. Guests have reported sitting in the chair in a particular place in the room, but when they wake up in the morning, the chair not only has been moved, but it usually ends up directly facing a wall that used to have a window. Max says he even tried putting different rocking chairs in that room to see if the report would change, but all the rockers seemed to be positioned mysteriously 
facing the wall in the morning. Some people have reported a distinct present when they have walked by this room as well as a child's room, which are both located in the main building. And I'm going to stop here because sometimes I'm not allowed to go more than 10 minutes on my recording. So I'll be right back. Don't go away. I'm back. There's my little sound effect. I love that one. Uh, to continue our story, we're talking about where ghost, ghostly activity has been felt or sensed or seen by some of his guests. So, in the carriage house, reports of a young man crying and the sound of horses have surfaced. Mac is the only guest that has reported hearing the young man um, oh, I don't know. This is kind of confusing. Um, are, are the guests, oh, oh, let me see, that have resided in one particular room in the carriage house? That room is where the stable boys used to say, used to stay. The room with the sounds of horses are occasionally heard was, in fact, the old horse stable. New paragraph. Over the years, there have been other reports of strange happenings as well, but they seem to be less consistent. I had the good fortune of interviewing a librarian who is employed at the Dennis Public Library. She and her husband have had some strange experiences while staying at the Colonial House Inn. Here is her story. Quote, it was probably 18 or 20 years ago. My husband thought I was waking him in the middle of the night, only to realize that I was sleeping on the opposite side of the bed. He felt someone tapping him on the shoulder, and when he looked up, he saw a thin, transparent figure of a woman dressed in 1800s clothing and wearing a bonnet. I'm sorry, a year or two after that, in another room in the middle of the night, I felt pressure on my back. I was so scared, I couldn't even call out to my husband. I managed to get the courage to roll over, and when I did, I saw a shadowy figure that was very low to the ground. Then it just vanished out of the room. Unquote. So... So ends Mark Jasper's chapter of the Colonial House Inn. <laughs> Rather creepy, isn't it? Malcolm Perna kept that ghostly guest book with all the ghostly encounters written up in his own style. So there you have it. This is the end of the podcast for this week. Next up <laughs> is a suicidal ghost at the Scargo Cafe. I hope... If any of you are going to visit the cafe within the next week, stay tuned. Okay, this podcast and all of our podcasts are created on Spotify for podcasts. And you can find us on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeart Podcasts, and Amazon Music, or wherever you find your podcasts. 
If you have any comments or suggestions or even have a ghost story to share, drop us a line at our free email address, ghostly.residence at gmail.com. That's ghostly, G-H-O-S-T-L-Y dot residence, R-E-S-I-D-E-N-T-S at gmail.com. The transcript for this podcast can be found on our website, www.capecodwriters.net. The best way to be notified when we have a new podcast is is to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify. Thank you for listening. We look forward to hearing from you. So stay tuned.